0: Destroyers, welcome. This is Create Destroy. I'm Jordan Jan, and today I have a super special show for you. I've just got back into Melbourne after spending some time in Lombok and Bali before heading to the southwest of Western Australia to end out the summer. And I thought, while I'm there, I might as well chuck a a microphone in the bag because I want my very first guest podcast to be with my mate Andrew Fraser. Now, Andrew and I have inspired each other through the years, both while trying to create. Our careers through creativity so he had to be the first guest there was no other option so Andrew is a multidisciplinary artist from Bunbury Western Australia inspired by stories of hope despair redemption pain and forgiveness Andrew's narrative based art continues to draw upon these experiences that connect us all through shared stories from public murals illustration hand lettering design and arts management Andrews art practice continues to expand and refine as a testament to his passion for personal growth. Now, Andrew is also the founder and CEO of an arts management company called 6230, which birthed Rediscover Bunbury and Rediscover the brand, which is a street art festival that single-handedly connected our community through large-scale art on the streets in in Bunbury. It attracted some of my all-time idols in the street art world to our little patch of paradise to paint on our walls and through that everybody learned a lot but most importantly our walls look amazing over there and it's inspired the youth to pursue art as a career as always this podcast is brought to you by rochambeau studios if you want to find out about us head to rochambeau.co and all we should do now is jump into the podcast
1: That bit, I'm sort of holding it somewhere around, mate,
0: that is great. Yeah, cool. And I can just turn you up here if we need. Dude, we're
1: live. Oh, stoked, mate. Here we are. Awesome. It's been a long time. When, yeah, yeah, well, a long time sitting in Bunbury. Yeah. When was
0: uh, you were over for the book launch when you were in Melbourne?
1: Yeah, so in Melbourne, which was August, um, for the writers' festival, but. Yeah, I'm just trying to think back to the last time we were both in Bunbury, or at least the Bunbury area, and we're definitely starting to, to track down uh, memory lane here. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's going it's going years, not months. That's when it gets scary.
1: <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel like most things are years these days. Yeah. In between. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think
0: before we should um, maybe jump into full-on chats and conversations, mm What do you do? You have your go-to, like, so. Hey, Andrew, introduce yourself. (laughs) What what do you say when you get when you when people ask you that at a you know at an art show or when you're in workshops? What do you say?
1: I usually just say um, I'm an artist. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel intimidated because I think, or maybe it's just my internal dialogue, but I often think the person asking the question is expecting something more awesome. Yeah. And then yeah. when I come back and say, "Um, oh, young dad, I'm, I'm an artist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's a question like I still struggle to answer it. Mm, like, mm. And I think I've learned now to change my answer for who I'm telling, which I don't know if it's the right thing. <laughs> do, you know, do you know how you should probably stick to what you – you do, and if you're an artist, okay, I'm just an artist, or yeah, not just yeah, an artist. Yeah, I'm yeah. an artist every time I someone somebody asks me. But sometimes for I sure. just change it up. Sometimes <laughs> I go, you know what? In, in this conversation, I'm a clan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a juggle specialist. I, I think more, more. Sometimes for me, in in a certain space or a person, I go, you know what? I just can't be bothered having the the whole business talk. <laughs> like I say, oh, I, I'm a designer. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, logos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. opposed to going, well, you know, we do these other things.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can go down the rabbit warren and sometimes it can just become about who you who's done the cooler thing, you know, or who's done the yeah. bigger thing or who's worked with more important people whatever that yeah, means, br- but brands or whatever. Yeah, it's just like who's who in the zoo. Where yeah. really good conversations just come out of actually normal life Mm. you know like oh man what'd you cook for dinner last night (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know like that probably tells you more about someone than uh than a title anyway for sure and Um, i was thinking i was kind of you just made me think that
0: the more people like you and and i guess like me that i talk to and I, i hang out with i realize that none of us are a single thing none of us are like oh i'm only an artist or i'm only a designer it's like well i'm a designer but i'm also run this thing on the side or I've got a shop yeah. or I, yeah. I, I do multiple things. And I think especially in the creative world in Australia at the moment mm. and abroad, mm. but I guess my context and I guess our context is probably more localized. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, we are kind of, It used to be like multidisciplinary artists which would be (laughs) I can paint and draw and whatever. But now it's hey, I'm pretty damn good on zero, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a a restaurant, (laughs) or I've got this, or I've got a you know a a festival or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that multidisciplinary aspect is expanding.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's the desire, the desire to create, or the desire to explore unknown. Yeah, which I think you know we're all built in that way. Uh, but maybe some of us have just been encouraged to pursue it more than others. Others have sort of given up, not that they didn't have it, but they've given up on the pursuit and others mm. have just gone after it. Yeah. Said, well, man, if I could do that, then what about this? And if, if that's possible, what about that? You start rubbing shoulders with people who are thinking similar. Yeah. And all of a sudden those collaborations and you find yourself doing things. Man, I never could have imagined doing this yeah when I was in high school, one, because then no one ever talked about it. No. Uh, two, you just had no reference. You yeah. know, you didn't have an example, maybe because the internet wasn't really around. Uh, yeah. So you couldn't
0: just jump online. It was very oh, much oh. about- For me, it was just around, but man, it took forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time you dialed up and actually got into the You're thing- kind of over it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, where, where, where is this? I- Oh, hang on. I think I'm talking to someone from the US. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> man, man, there was,
0: do you remember, I think one of the earliest art blogs I used to follow was like Wooster Collective. Do you remember that? Were you ever on that? Wooster? I,
1: I do remember a tiny bit of that. I think
0: it was a, um, ahmadi's here. I think, I think we should paint the picture for everybody listening. We're at, um, about what, 15 minutes out of Bunbury in a suburb called Jalora. WA's in the Southwest of West Australia, where I'm from and, and where Andrew's from and, and lives now again, after many years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at his new house. How long have you been
1: here, man? Uh, we've been here uh so we moved in April 2017. So man, a bit f- over 18 months. And
0: it's now Jan 2019 and it's the first time I've been out. Good uh, friend alert. Uh, J- <laughs> oh yeah. man. That's for another
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah, <No>. yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're we're in Andrew's uh studio, which is in the in the back corner of his his house. We're surrounded by epic garden. We've just been walking around and it's it's been, I guess, cleaned up and gutted and you've re- you know, redone the roof and the walls and it's kind of getting ready for, you know, what's gonna be a pretty damn amazing <laughs> Reno and a huge I hope so. It's a huge studio. <laughs> we were just joking before that the studio is bigger than my house in Melbourne um <laughs> by a lot.
1: <laughs> it would not take much. I think uh inner city living <laughs> Yeah, yeah, teeny tiny. There's yeah. a big change compared to uh, semi-rural southwest
0: WA. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, we're, yeah, we're out here reminiscing, having a good time and, and just having a chat. Um, but maybe this, let's kind of rewind the clock beyond mm. the internet, beyond all those s- sorts of things. And just for everybody listening, Andrew and I actually went to the same high school, but just I was studying you were leaving, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just it would have been about
1: that. Because what, there's four, five something like that. Rough years between us. Yeah. 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 Yep.
0: So I was I was and friends with Andrew's younger brother Martin, who's just arrived, we think we heard a car. So yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. around somewhere. It's probably
1: completely exhausted. Six thirty yeah. start this
0: morning. So yeah. <laughs> so he's in town again after moving back from overseas and and I met Andrew during that time. I think it was probably, I can't quite place it, but it was definitely through Martin and like Jesse Roberts.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think one of my like fondest, I guess, Bunbury early art memories was like finding acetate and um, (laughs) Stanley knives to to make stencils. Oh, yeah. And I guess you and Jesse were way ahead of like, I had no idea what a stencil was. And I remember hanging out, you were, over in kind of South Bunbury area over there. Yeah, yeah. I remember sitting on the floor cutting, I think it was like cassette tapes out and <laughs> super eight cameras and then seeing what we could spray them on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where I think for, yeah, Jesse, Martin, myself and and obviously uh, different crew who come on, you know, at different times was, you know what, let's just get out. And it's that like bubbling of inspiration and creativity and feeling like getting permission, going through, jumping through all the hoops was just going to take way too long. So inevitably you think, well, let's just bring it to the people. And that's where it all started. Yeah. When, when do you reckon you made your
0: first, um, it's like your first dental as if you're still making them. That's a long, long, (laughs) long
1: way gone. Or is it? Yeah. Uh,
0: When when that stuff, because I know for me, the first time I kind of started experimenting with, Kind of paint and stencils and street arts and that sort of stuff, which by no means has turned into anything for me. But that was, I guess, the start of design mm. for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Big time. It all has to start somewhere. Um, where did? When did? It, when was your first like stencil? When was the first time you started experimenting with art beyond, I guess, a, a canvas mm. or a piece of paper?
1: Probably where we, like two thousand five, probably probably two thousand five. Yeah. There was 2000, maybe even earlier than that, maybe 2003 or somewhere Mm. back then. And there was an opportunity to be working on uh, some bodyboards and surfboards, oh. like through Good Earth uh, Surf Shop when Jim and Tracy were That's there right. and, uh, yeah, some other just mates, friends of friends, people see you do one thing. It's like, oh, man, yeah, paint on my board, paint on my board. And that was life. I mean, you know that. Dude, Growing I, up in Bunbury. I just, just had like
0: a flashback of like <laughs> getting like old man to hurricanes and like That's getting the textures and like the paint pens yeah, from dad's yeah, yeah, yeah. shed out. and Big time. Oh, I think it was like probably Flames <laughs> or uh, something. i probably Flames uh, were a pretty Popular theme. request, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I fully forgot about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, Far yeah. Far out. Yeah, so I, get, so I think like graphics mm-hmm. and it was kind of the like skateboard surf scene, mm-hmm. which is obviously huge growing up here and seeing artwork, you know, on those surfaces and, and, and trying to give things a crack yourself and paint pens and markers yeah. and some little stencils and – Probably working on a different surface is what sparked that intrigue of, well, if you can do it on a surfboard or skate deck or whatever that might be, what would it look like on, you know, a vertical wall or yeah. on the ground? And it's probably the emergence of a lot of, lot of other type of uh, stencil paste up artists and things yeah. like that in the early 2000s that was really beginning to crank for me that uh, the imagination and the intrigue of what was possible. So, we probably didn't really go out. Um, we probably didn't have the guts to go out and, yeah. uh, and and give it a crack ourselves until probably 2008, I guess. 2008 was when we started. Oh man, let's just go out and try a few things. You know, we had this old suitcase that we put all our cans yeah, in, that's and right. um, you know, have a little watch person and someone spraying. And you man, know, I remember, <laughs> I remember, and I
0: can't remember. Cause I guess nighttime on streets all kind of look the same. And my memory is so hazy. I remember getting two pizza boxes and gluing them together but cutting the middle out Oh yeah. and having cans in that so it looked like you just picked up pizzas yeah, and if you nice. walk around the street. <laughs> and then if you had, like,
1: red paint, it looks like you just got pizza sauce on your fingers.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. Oh, man, that is way more thought through than... Oh, uh, the suitcase. Well, then again, yeah, we no. did have a suitcase. I don't know what our story was going to be. If uh, <laughs> just moved. I just moved here. I'm oh, um, just doing some business uh, <laughs> with my suitcase at night time. Uh, got to go... Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, Man. your paper's very noisy. <laughs> it sounds like ball bearings in cans. It's Man. funny. I think in a lot of ways we we really we really felt that we were and I I still do, I guess in a lot of ways contributing to the betterment of society. For sure was adding to people's experience of walking down the street. You know, yeah. maybe they're doing banking or you know, maybe just a normal semi-mundane task, and then all of a sudden out of the corner of the eye, see a little something and, and just bring a smile to their face. There was uh, a real belief that I think, we're actually helping people in some ways. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to kind of maybe
0: outline as well is that the town of Bunbury, especially at that time, was a, a complete blank canvas.
1: Oh, there, yeah. It
0: yep. was... It still is pristine. There's very rarely, if you compare, like I live in Collingwood now, mm. there's not mm. a surface that isn't tagged. There's not yeah. a yeah, yeah, yeah. rooftop. Uh, it doesn't, nothing is out of bounds, which is sometimes it feels like it's gone too far. It's mm. like, guys, a little mm. bit of respect. Like that building's beautiful. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. don't write your name three times on it. Like right, chill right, right, out right. a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but I just remember... um, the little stencils and they always had little messages and they, Mm, you know, mm. most of them, I know all of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think a little smile, right? Yeah. We wanted to create stuff that had message, had meaning, just brought a smile to someone's face and all of that's out of that creativity, that internal creativity that you feel like maybe someone else will enjoy this. Yeah. Um, And there was probably a lot of people that didn't, but it was also the fact that it was such a blank canvas and wasn't really much happening in that regard. A few little throw-ups and, and plenty of tags. And, and I know there's crew in Bunbury, been doing it for years and well mm. before our time, but yeah. uh, maybe not in that accessible on the main street no type. Of it was
0: always like though the, the train carriages. They've always been a bit of a spot out in the outskirts.
1: Yeah, definitely. So they've
0: they've always had things. But yeah, in the CBD, and I, I think remembering some of the stencils and some of the spots without incriminating each other, mm. um, they were definitely taking inspiration from like Space Invader and those sort of. The placement was always really thoughtful and quite small, and yeah, it would yeah. catch your eye and be like, oh, hang on, what's that? And that oh, intrigue yeah, and that. Yeah. Curiosity, I, I guess, was what interested people and, and started everything. I mean, so you would have been, mm, mm.
1: what, 18 around then? Uh, what's now? 2019, uh, just turned 2019. So, yeah, 10. Yeah, I guess well, I was probably sort of early 20s. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I'd always been doing art for as long as I can remember, but it was my early 20s when... Yeah, allowing it to be in a more public realm. And that was probably probably around the time that I'd painted a couple of small murals as well. Yeah. So I was like murals and in a lot of ways for me, street art and probably still is in in, in so many ways, street art was creative, um, placed or creatively placed stencils and paste-ups like that was in my head that street art yeah you know was about doing it in like really thoughtful provoking interesting quirky locations uh and obviously you know people like Banksy have you know hyper popularized that um yeah positives and, and negatives but it was all about kind of a little bit of cheekiness to it as well yeah you know getting it out there so yeah probably probably that medium is in in my head that is that street art, and yeah. then now we've seen a lot of derivatives off of that, which have yeah. There's obviously heaps of positives, I think, yeah. uh, in 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 that regard. But yeah, it's always nice to reflect and look back on those times and late nights and plenty man. of laughs and giggles so and much. rolling under bushes to hide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> so oh many memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some really great memories. So it feels like in some aspects it
0: feels like forever ago, and other like you think of little times, you go, man, it feels like yesterday.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I uh, found a couple of old stencils which are just uh, in my filing cabinet and, you know, it brings back that memory kind of like we were talking about earlier, smelling, you know, particular food and taking you back to a location or uh, connection with someone or place or whatever it might be. And, yeah, it does feel like last year and then in some ways, yeah, it feels like another lifetime. It really does feel like, oh, man, yeah, that was me, but, yeah, I do feel slightly disconnected. From it in maybe just old man age thinking type of way. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, do you remember? So, going from bodyboards, skateboards, you know, small little pieces here and there. Mm, uh, mm. Where was, do you remember the first mural, like bigger scale mural, or one of the early ones?
1: Definitely, definitely one of the early ones would have been Cafe 140.
0: Oh, yeah. So,
1: I did a piece up there, which was kind of around this time sort of roughly when I've been spending a little bit more time in Bunbury uh, at that stage and there was an opportunity uh through um, Christine Alex yep. to be able to do a piece up on their wall and that was that was probably one of the first commissioned murals I like, really well thought through considered like responding to a brief yeah. in, in essence that was that was definitely one of the earliest ones. I'd done a few larger canvases, but to just paint on an existing wall, yeah, you know, in a commercial setting as well, it was like, wow, this is really fresh. You know, something that. Do you remember? Did you get paid for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so it was they like paid. A- yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, Chris, props that, to them because yeah. they're probably, you know, probably some of the first independent businesses that were really trying to not just advocate the arts, you mm. know, but uh, through conversation, which is a powerful medium, but really investing into it, yeah. you know, with actual dollars. Yeah. Which was really encouraging as a young artist to mm. think, oh, someone wants to invest into it. It's yeah. not just, oh, good on you, mate. That's nice. Yeah. Um, i it, it'll, it'll just take you a- Take your five
0: minutes, mate. Come yeah, on, smash that. You your coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the
1: typical. I'll give you an extra shot as well. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, pay for sugar. I, I still have those conversations, but <laughs> yeah, we all do. Yeah, it was nice to be able to work, you know, with them, respond to a brief. And probably a few years before that, yeah, I'd sold, sold a couple of pieces as well. So, yeah, maybe those experiences began to spark. And the idea of art being, I guess, a sustainable pursuit. You know, from um, economic uh, economics. uh, Because that's
0: that's one of the the most common. I guess I'm chatting to to kids. I don't not kids. It's any age as well. Mm, People, mm. you know, trying to pursue the arts or um, design or anything. I guess just creative. Making that step from this is something I do for fun. On the side, and, and I do something something else to, I guess, pay my bills. To yeah, going, yeah. hang on, maybe this is viable. Is really those those early people investing in? Mm-hmm. Hey man, I'll give you ten bucks to do my bodyboard. Yeah, that's oh, that's like a really yeah, early one. Yeah, totally, totally. Through do to maybe a couple hundred bucks, and I will buy the paint for mm,
1: mm, you know mm.
0: commercial wall to you know you know thousands and and bigger commissions and bigger like okay, this is a real job now, and this yeah, is yeah this is what I am and this is what I do. If you were to go back, and I guess this is um, for anybody listening who is Mm, in that stage mm. that wants to pursue, you know, their love of the arts full time, if you were to go back to the 15-year-old you, knowing Mm, everything you know mm. now, would there be things that you would tell yourself to go, hey, man, heads up, don't fall for this trap? Or (laughs) is there things that you'd go, geez, I wish I learned that earlier?
1: Uh, don't get a bowl cut. Um, <laughs> probably would have told myself that. <laughs> don't get a bowl cut and an undercut at the same time. <laughs> it's just not going to end. It's not going to end well. Yep. Unless apologies if that's coming back in. I don't D- know. Um, the deep, dark alleys of yeah. Collingwood and, and Fitzroy, <laughs> I reckon there'll be a couple. Uh, but, yeah, I probably would have shared that advice with myself. But I don't know if I would have changed too much in the sense that, I'm really glad that I tried a lot of different things mm. and allowed I guess my my love for for art or just the enjoyment of creating yep. to brew yep. and yep. actually to take time to develop where I chat to a lot of a lot of people these days young people who I I get the impression anyway they're looking for a remedy. Mm. And yeah my one of my sort of most consistent pieces of advice, which is what I would give myself when I was young as well, is keep attempting things, keep trying things. Mm. Don't think I want to be a painter, so I'm just going to paint. Yeah. So I I want to be a painter, but you know what? I might get into culinary or, you know, Mm. I might study architecture for a while or just allowing yourself to be immersed in environments that celebrate creativity regardless to an extent if it's your craft or your passion or whatever it might be. So when I was younger, I just tried a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there was reoccurring things, but just being in environments and being around people who would encourage me to create, even if it wasn't like, yeah, keep painting, man. It was just more, yeah, keep creating. Yeah. And over time- that, you know, that sort of brewing process allows you to then discern what are the things that really resonate and what are the things that, hey, that was cool. yeah. Hey, I might not do that as a full-time thing, but I don't know if it ever was supposed to be. Totally. Maybe it was just that little side, you know, little side burner, fun, yeah. awesome, brings a smile to your face. And you would have definitely learned. From that experience, oh, regardless. There's, yeah, it's so even much if value. Like, oh, I shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, know, there's plenty of things. things yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. shouldn't, have, shouldn't have ever done that, or I would have done it differently, or, or whatever it is. But every experience informs knowledge, and knowledge applies wisdom. So allowing those things to take place in time, and, and I speak to myself even present day, that's the hardest challenge, is allowing things to take time, especially mm. in the pace of our society. It's like, man, if I can't, if I can't click it and if I can't swipe it, if I, you know, if I can't have the immediacy, then I'm going to question its legitimacy. Yes. Which really has no solid, uh, well, you know, grounding <laughs> at man, all. If we, uh, Plenty y- of disappointment
0: though. Exactly. And I wonder then, you know, you just, I'm going to, draw back to talking about the internet essentially is that mm. when we were starting you know both different times but i guess you would kind of call it a similar generation i guess especially yeah, for yeah. where we are from there's only a handful of us we pretty much knew know everybody who was yeah. <laughs> I, maybe not. We're all cousins. Yeah. You know, it was all pretty, pretty damn close. Like, oh yeah, Andrew and his mate, you know, so-and-so oh, and their definitely. mate. Yeah. You know. A lot of
1: connection for cool.
0: sure. Yeah. I think that a massive difference that I've found from talking to uh, designers or young business owners or young entrepreneurs trying to get going is that they think that everything happens straight away. Mm, and, mm. and I think in reflection is because of that immediacy that you just mentioned is that they're comparing their efforts to something they see online, which appears like it's just happened overnight. It's just, it's just going. And if we think back to, you know, the, you know, early kind of thousands Mm. when we Mm. were trying to get things going, there was no socials to to compare Mm. our work really to others, even down to if you think about large scale murals. Mm. Mm. It wasn't really even a thing to get paid to paint a mural that wasn't even a career now that's what people mm, do full time mm. oh it's yeah it's quite surreal to it's crazy you know, it's like I'm really a, humbling definitely it's a new a new occupation that's been born mm, out mm. of most likely you know you know the grandfathers of stencils you know black Lorat and kind Mm, of the mm. the earlier 80s 70s and and, you know there's heaps of examples before that as well coming through yeah but all of those things was because of the love of the art or the conversational curiosity or Mm. sharing creativity and starting a conversation and now Mm. I, i i always worry and it always comes back to purpose and you kind of i find myself talking to to crew all the time going awesome but you know why you're doing that, and if if the answer is because I want to be a traveling street art person, or I just want to be a designer to work for those companies,
1: mm, mm.
0: maybe that's not a strong enough purpose. As opposed to going, yeah, that that's cool, but that only comes because of you wanting to explore your creativity, explore a medium, a message, a yeah you yeah know, anything. But it can't just be. Oh, because I want to be like that guy or that girl. And-
1: oh, you can lose your originality because really? everyone, every single person you meet is, is an original. So yeah. we can unfortunately extra- exchange that originality through the process of comparison and we just start pushing out same old, same old. Exactly
0: and it's easy i i must admit i've definitely in design fallen into the trap of looking at oh, you know insane. somebody's work way too Who much he hasn't he hasn't man dude <laughs> i'll go tell you this story the other day and um i bet he's listening as well to this a friend of mine josh from spacebound space studio amazing designer i um we do a whole bunch of work together mm, projects coming mm. up if there's a project that i feel that he would be able to to help me with we we often collaborate with yeah and sometimes it, it's just I, I do my own thing, right? And, and same with, with Josh. And we caught up for a coffee and he asked, Hey, man, you know, what have you been working on this week? And I was, Oh, I've done, you know, I smashed out a little brand real quick, like a little jammer before we went away.
1: Mm-hmm. He goes,
0: Oh, let me see. And I opened it. I was like, Yeah, man, let, let me know what you think. And I completely ripped off his logo. <laughs> <laughs> and I opened it and I went, Oh my God, dude, guess what? I just realized this is as I'm <laughs> opening it on my phone in the coffee shop. Dude, I've just realized that I, Completely fucking ripped your logo off. Holy shit, check this out. And we just cracked up. Luckily, he's you know such a legend yeah, yeah. that he was like, <laughs> that's I <"No, where laughs> am I? And I just looked at him like, dude, I'm so happy they didn't go with that logo because that would have been the most <laughs> awkward conversation ever. And then I'll show you later. It was blatant. Like <laughs> unintentional. <laughs> just up. Unintentional. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, the danger. Yeah. Is that yeah. if you know he's a an amazing designer, a good friend, if we didn't catch up and then I caught myself out, mm, could you imagine mm. if. And maybe I have them. I think we all have because, mm. you know, it, it takes takes a lot to eliminate all distractions and all influences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost yep, have yep. to be, you know, completely off the grid to, to mm. get back mm. to, to what your style is, which I think is something, you know, we were just talking about. I, I just got back from, from Lombok and that was – I yeah. went off the grid and I, I just, you know did my own thing for a bit and I drew every morning and for the first time in ages I, I sat having breakfast I was having like three hour breakfast mm, just mm. took a bunch of black pens, and paper <laughs> dude yeah, yeah and just got two kids it, a three hour breakfast hasn't happened for a while I don't think oh mate that's just uh <laughs> like some fairy tale going on here <laughs> well it gets worse I just sat there and looked at palm trees and drew oh. different leaves and I was just, yeah
1: this podcast is over thanks yeah, uh thanks for tuning dropping in dropping the
0: mic <laughs> But man, when it was the, the last time that I drew from real life, yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't tell you, man. And most of the time I'll go, oh, I'll, I'll see somebody's logo. I'll see somebody's work. I go, mm-hmm. how'd they do that? And I'll mm-hmm. open Illustrator and go and try to figure out how they did that. Yep. Not for any yep. reason, just to go, hey, what, how did you, you know, what uh, gradient curve, whatever it was. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Do I know how to do that? And All I'm doing is ripping somebody's work
1: off. Mm-hmm. And it's so
0: important to go, okay, that's cool to learn a skill. Now apply it in my own way.
1: Yeah, so that's, yeah. That's
0: where a lot of people- I think that's quite difficult. Yeah, you know, for it, sure.
1: For those reasons, you know, in regards to the exposure we have through predominantly, you know, online uh, platforms is that we continue to view and our subconscious as absorbing like a sponge all of these images. And then, you know, if we're spending all our time just scrolling and flipping and doing whatever, and then all of a sudden we've got time to actually spin something out, I think it's quite logical to, you know, to see a lot of reproductive work because of that process. The noise, right? The noise. noise. It's the noise. It definitely is. It definitely is. And unless we make space and remove ourselves from that uh, or reduce it, limit it, and you can do that in a thousand different ways, Mm. unless we're intentional about doing that, we will by default be swept up in it. Yeah. You just, can't help yourself. Yeah. 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 Coming sure. back to, you know, wanting to be validated. Yeah. You know, in your own craft or practice, or whatever it is. Mm. So And that's the funny yeah. thing.
0: It's it's the want of being validated from seeing somebody else somebody else's work who is validated. That's the last way to get validated. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, hang on. You're just copying that that or unintentionally, I must add, it's like a lot of the time it is definitely unintentional. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think, the first step of eliminating that mm, is mm. acknowledging it. Going, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm really inspired by this artist, that designer, whatever it is. But let me just check. Make, let me just take a second. And go, hang on. It's a bit mm. close. Let's just go back. Let's rework. Let's. Where did where did that start happening? Because that self analysis and that self awareness. Without having that, we can't really build and start creating our own flavor and our own originality and our own our own mission. Yeah. And as soon as yep. you start yep. doing, creating your own voice, I guess mm. through mm. your work is, is the quickest path to, to finding, you know, maybe turning it into a job or a career like, you know, like you have yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. a heap of artists have.
1: I think it's those things that, you know, when you see something that you haven't seen before unless or, or you've, you've rarely seen it before and there's something that jumps out because of that. Yeah, You know, it's not necessarily the technical uh, yeah. or the application, but it's the fact that it's original yeah. and it's the regionality that grabs you. You know, it's, uh, you know, like Kurt Cobain, you know, like his voice. You know, it's, it's not that it was, you know, technically, you know, compared to maybe some uh, critics, but it was original and it uh, grabbed people and obviously yeah. there was a whole heap of <laughs> other influences. But- Yeah. You know it's, it's the originality and, and I think about people like that in different crafts and and try to celebrate that within my own um, practice yeah. to be able to say, "Am I just doing it because this is popular? Am I just doing yeah. it because I think people will like it, or am I pushing myself? am I um, really extending myself? Am I freaking myself out by attempting yeah. this because usually that uh, is is the sign of, of some really great things to come. Hmm. Uh, rather than tucking yourself under that little cozy blanket of um, just melting into the crowd, yeah it's cozy, yeah you, yeah, you might get paid, you might you know be able to put a roof over your head and all those things, which is admirable, but probably the bigger question is is it fulfilling exactly and yeah. i I question the fulfillment of that
0: <laughs> definitely and do you know what that's the flip side of the coin of the internet and socials mm-hmm. is that you rewind before those sorts of the, those mediums that we have at our fingertips, you know, if the the true followers of art back then were there was, there's far fewer. You know, yeah, it was such yeah, a yeah, smaller yeah. crowd, and the ability to turn art into a career was mm-hmm. was super tricky. And that's why having your own voice and creating the originality was so much harder, as opposed to now. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got mm-hmm. hundreds of millions, billions of people yeah. on socials that. Out of those, you don't need 100 million of them to like what you do Mm. to create a viable product or a life or put the roof over your head. You only really need a couple thousand of them to really appreciate Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and, and what you do. And therefore, you can be as original as you want and create a new voice yeah, yeah, and, and get immediate feedback as opposed to, you know, locking yourself away in a studio and painting for a year mm. to then taking the risk and try to convince somebody in a gallery to show your work to then find yeah. out that yeah. no one likes it, yeah. you know, or... <laughs> It, you know, you, oh, the story goes a million different directions, but yeah. there's so many more eyes. There's so many more people that appreciate art and mm, artisan mm. and creativity now. It is the perfect time to be original. It is the perfect time to pursue, you know, arts yeah, and design. Yeah, as a yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be fine art. It, it doesn't have to be yeah, painting canvases. It can yeah. be whatever. It can be cooking. It could be, yeah. a you know, the cake shop down the street doing mm, something mm. a little bit different, the coffee shop, the bar, the clothing brand you want to start whatever it is yeah yeah, yeah it is yeah. the time because exposure is a lot easier than it used to be
1: yeah yeah it's definitely uh it's a bit of a two-edged blade isn't it yeah you know and i often maybe like a lot of people find myself in the tension of that yeah, yeah. the tension of the opportunity through exposure yeah and yeah the feeling of my practice being diluted because of the exposure, <laughs> you yeah. know, on a, just a personal, emotional, you know, level and, mm. and trying to wrestle that out. And maybe it's the wrestling, the wrestling probably is healthy if I look uh, with hindsight, but in yeah. the moment it can, it can really feel just overwhelming. Yeah. It's just oh, stressful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, oh, yeah. What am I doing? Is is what I'm doing enough? Is man, uh, what,
0: How many times so. have we had the conversation of going, geez, how good would it be to get a job at Bunnings?
1: Yeah, you are. <laughs> We've always
0: just gone purely for the discount. Yeah, the discount. Do you just, get a discount? <laughs> mate, I'd love to just be like garden center or the trade center, tool shop, Bunnings,
1: yeah. cruise
0: round. Not yet, but.
1: I think there's a simplicity of, uh, yeah, a simplicity of of being able to arrive somewhere. This is, I'm talking the perspective of being a freelancer, a sole trader, you yeah. know, doing business as as you are where just trying to drum, drum up business, trying to keep all your books in a row, uh, making sure, you know, your stock and projection of work and, and all of these things. And I can say this, you know, with, uh, I guess transparency, especially over the last month can really feel exhausting at at times. And Mm. Amidst all of that, there's this demand of originality, yeah, it's like man is oh man, I'm just trying to just cover the bills, I'm just trying to make sure that the business actually has wheels to roll, yeah, and now I'm supposed to come up with like five concepts that are like amazing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like ah oh man. Yeah, uh, I might just go to the garden for a while and and uh, water some veggies. Dude, That's <laughs> man, that's that space
0: we're talking about, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. really and hard, you especially, you know, the freelance life, the sole trader,
1: mm, all those mm. sorts
0: of things from going, you know, stressing out about bills and tax and all those things that you yep. need because you're a business owner, but you're supposed to be creative too. Mm, it's not mm. the sort of thing that you can just flick the switch and go, oh, I'm creative now. I'll put zero away. I'll put the calculator away. <laughs> Oh, it's my term to be creative. It doesn't really work like that. You need to, there's that disconnect from one task before you can pick up the pixels or the paintbrush or the pencil.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's, you know, it's jump in the garden, go for a run, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So if you, are you loving the garden?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that context that, um, that you mentioned earlier about where we're living now, which, you know, is probably a larger type of property than I've ever lived. And part of that is definitely well, a move. there goes Marty. Yeah, there goes Martin. <laughs> Driving off. Uh definitely has to do with with us as a family, my wife and I and our two little boys and, and having space for them to explore and adventure and I guess uh you know, make those memories, create those stories. But uh, being in the being in the garden and the, and the garden is really sort of shaped us you know in a really yeah. beautiful way is that we've begun to really enjoy being in the garden and growing veggies and the nurturing and the investing and seeing things grow and i guess like the return of investment when mm-hmm. you're able to pick your own veggies and the sustainability of that and just a widening of thought in in regards to i guess you know the planet at large but also the responsibility that we all have to take care of of our environment. Yeah. So all those things, being on this property has definitely, definitely helped and I think definitely inspired, um, yeah, creativity in different ways, in different ways. Sometimes I just want to, work in the garden full-time. Yeah. But I haven't found anyone to pay me to look after my own place yet. So. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, let me find that person. Just uh, send them my way. Oh, hot commodity. (laughs) They're going to be a hot commodity, man. So yeah, just trying to find that, but this property is definitely shaped, really sort of shaped, shaping us uh, in a really, really positive way. So,
0: you just so the
1: garden shaping you. Mm.
0: How has growing a family shaped you? Has that way, way more than the garden? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's from not only as a as a human, but mm. do you see influences in your art now changing because of you know because of the boys, because of the kids?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think any young parent listening would relate to that. You know, in some way, shape, or form, is is how your kids. uh begin to change your perspective, shape your perspective. You know, you might think you're a patient person, wait till you have kids. Hmm. You're really going to put that to the test. And we need it to be put to the test. We need our characters to be refined uh, by the opposing element. Yeah. You know, it's easy to say I'm patient, but you need to be in an environment that would provoke you to be impatient to realise if you are or not. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to let that cream come to the surface. And I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot about myself, but- you know, being being married to an amazing woman and and having two boys together, yeah, it's shaped and uh, influenced the even things like palette. I guess you know, exploring yeah. even you know, sort of brighter, more whimsical uh, colors and and little comments, especially uh, eldest boy River, who's a bit over three. You know, he's chatting away and, and so funny to hear some of the comments that he makes because that's his revelation of the world around him. Yeah. So he'll say little things and uh, just crack you up, you know. We are laying in bed the other night and we're just going back and forth, uh, listing anything we could think of that has a motor uh, <laughs> because, man, he just loves motors and engines yeah. and petrol. And so I'll, we're just laying in bed and I'm like, lawnmower. And then Rivers, chainsaw. Uh, a whippersnapper, oh, uh, you know, and, and on we went. And, yeah. you know, it's like, when's the last time I laid in bed and talked about chainsaws and lawnmowers? <laughs> but for my little boy, that's like a huge part of his world. Yeah. He's like these awesome it's, machines it's, that he sees. His brain just ticking away. Totally. So, yeah, am I painting lawnmowers? No, not necessarily, yeah. but maybe I will. But yeah. it's just to probably lighten up a bit yeah. and 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 just see the world in a different way and- mm. Mate, kids do that well, big man, time,
0: big time. Dude, when you, you were showing me around the studio before when I first got here, this the first thing behind me is a, a self-portrait you've been painting on. Mm. Quite a large, what's that, like 1,200 by? 15 or? Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 probably 12 by 15, Pretty yeah. big,
0: big canvas. And I was like, man, that colour, you know, I'm not mm. giving it away because I want everyone to see it. Eventually <laughs> it'll be somewhere... But it was, it was a, a colour that I haven't seen you use before and it's like mm. in the face and it's in it's a, it's a main pop colour and it's exactly what you're just talking about is, this, you know, it's reflecting yeah. over into the work, which is so sick to see.
1: Well, you want your, you know, you say so long for your kids to, yeah. for us, we want them to be courageous. Yeah. You know, we want them to be brave and to step out and take risk. And and they're the things that we're wanting to instill into them. Yeah. If I'm saying that and then come into studio, which is supposed creativity should have that sense of freedom about it. Yeah. But if what I'm doing is so restricted, it's such a contradiction to what my desire is for for my boys. Yeah. I'm not saying painting bright canvases is like, you know, the result for everyone. But for me, it's... And every creator, you know when you're just going safe, same old, same old, or when you're pushing yourself, freaking yourself out, trying things you haven't tried, and yet there's something so liberating about that. Yeah, big time. So I I see that correlation in between what we're wanting to instill with the boys and and my own art and so many other different areas of life, definitely, definitely. Man, I'm just thinking about how many damn black and white logos I've done. <laughs> <laughs> damn, I need to open up the color palette a bit uh, more. For those but, uh, yeah, monochromatic lovers, yeah. uh, there's, there's room for there's you at the table as well. <laughs>
0: no, there's definitely more colors. I, I think this year, dude, um, yeah, it's probably the, the year that I've allowed myself as well, just mm. in reflection, you know, just after New Year's is a nice time to think about it. Oh, yeah. Last yeah. year is probably the first year I started actually using color in work. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Most of the time it's been black, white, one pop colour, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But majority of the time it was black it's been black and white.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And for no apparent reason, except for that was the comfort zone. Like Mm, I knew mm. how to use black and white negative space and and that's all I did.
1: Yeah. And now it's like
0: allowing yourself to go, hang on, no, this this would actually be better in
1: Mm, you know, mm. light black. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) AKA great.
0: great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. We'll always, we'll often default to what we know because yeah. essentially we can control the outcome. We like to know the outcome because it's comforting and so it goes, yeah. you know, around and around. But we, we know within ourselves and we still have a choice whether to, to pursue it or not, but we know within ourselves, uh, that sense of fulfillment that comes through the risk. Yeah, and and doing something out of the ordinary, and and it's also scary because you don't know the outcome, you mm. can't control the outcome. But, poor oh man, there's there's been, well, I could probably give you half a dozen positive and and negative stories. Yeah, but the negatives, with time, inform some really good direction as well. Yeah. So, well, man,
0: we're we're so lucky, both of us, for, for what we do for a living, mm. taking that risk is you know it's just a control z away it's just yeah. a backspace yeah, 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 it's yeah. just yeah. a you know what i'm just gonna buff this out real quick it didn't work mm, but now mm-hmm. i know yeah yeah. as yeah. opposed to other you know you know i don't want my surgeon or my doctor taking risks yeah. like that <laughs> like we're so lucky that we have the freedom in, and the creative space and yeah. to be courageous and brave and, and take the risk because in hindsight it's not that risky yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Huh, hang it's on. good to keep that perspective. Internally, though, it feels yeah. The no, I can't do that. I can't do that. And mm, as soon as you mm. start breaking those barriers down and going, why? I can just, you know, copy paste this, dupe it over there. Yeah. Yeah. Try it in hot pink. No, nah, that sucks. Cool. Delete. Yeah. Yeah. Next. At least I know. <laughs> you know, or all right, that sucks. That's a day I lost. I'm going to have to buff that whole area out and yeah, pay that again yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. But, we're damn lucky to be mm, to be able mm. to explore the creativity and take those sorts of risks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the benefit of of literally people looking at work and and evoking some sort of emotion and yeah you know i don't think any I can't really think of any work that I've I've had to do to to evoke negative emotions. Mm. It's always yeah, yeah. to make people <laughs> feel brief. good, <laughs> like the rare brief. Hey, I want you a logo. Make a logo to make everyone feel like shit. <laughs> no, it's it's always, hey, I'm looking for something that yeah. expresses yep. this really yep. positive thing that I'm trying to do. And I mm-hmm. guess we're both mm-hmm. similar in the sense of, and I think this is probably a mm. bit of you rubbing off on me over the years of going, hang on, like you don't have to do that. Like yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to take that job if, if you don't want to. And it's, mm, it's mm. something that I think a lot of people don't feel like they have the freedom yeah. to pick and choose, but we do, we, we can all just go, oh, thanks man for the opportunity, but I don't think I'm the guy for you. Mm-hmm, you know, mm. my friend Mary is great. You should talk to her or Abdul up the street. Yeah, he's yeah, a legend. Yeah. You know, a lot of people mm. don't feel like they have that freedom, especially in the create in the creative spaces because- for a lot of people and for a long time it's it's you know you're putting the roof over the head and you you're trying to to keep the dream alive and I, I know that we've both done work that
1: oh you yeah, know plenty, in hindsight
0: plenty. we probably <laughs> should have said no and, and it's been more of a headache than it was worth or yeah you know yeah. a million stories there. But I think that's one thing for anybody listening who's starting out, you know, you're in charge. You can say no. You can mm, mm. you can do whatever you like and it's okay to to say no if you get a weird feeling from a client or or a job or a brief, that's that's fine too. Yeah, but you yeah. kind of have to. you know, pro tip: you're probably going to do some shit once without realizing it until the end, and then go, oh, geez. But you no, have to I'll do, do that. that,
1: right? And you need that. You need that's part of the risk, and and that's part of learning and growing and and all the rest. You can't predetermine all of those all of those factors, you yeah. know, you have to get out there and give it a crack and fall on your face and get back up and, you know, every other cliche under the sun. But yeah. that is part of learning because yeah. that is going to inform knowledge. Uh, look, that being said, a bit of planning goes a long way. You know, sure. Having a bit of a plan and coming back to the why I'm doing what I do hmm. and, you know, I chat to a lot of people who really enjoy their, you know, respective you know, craft. Now, I just really love, you know, doing these things. I love painting flowers and it brings so much value to me as an individual. You know, it's my time out, it's my respite, it's, you know, that refresher. Man, I want to make it full-time, you know, because that's what all I want to do and so on and so forth. But you have to ask that question, why? Because making it full-time might actually take away the joy of what it's bringing and the value that it's bringing to your life right now. Yeah, So totally. maybe actually doing it part-time is more beneficial to your journey than it is full-time. Yeah. So not being, I guess, just swayed with the wind and allowing the pressure, whatever, you know, social pressure of having to do something a particular way to get a particular result. It's recognizing that value is more than currency. Yeah. It's more than dollars in your pocket, but you can't obviously uh, turn a blind eye to the dollars and pretend mm. like that doesn't matter either. You got to strike that balance mm. and make sure that what you're doing, there's a joy about it. For you sure. know, there has to be an enjoyment and and bringing joy both internally, externally. Uh, otherwise, oh man, you will definitely burn out quick. For sure. Yeah. yeah, Definitely, man. Dude,
0: um, I guess something to kind of end on is in that, that spirit of, you know, kind of starting small mm-hmm. and, and kind of growing into to something bigger and, and beyond ourselves, I guess we can't kind of have this conversation without mentioning Rediscover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, <and> yeah, <laughs> you Da-na-da-da. you kind
0: of can't. You <laughs> can't. Um, for anyone listening who doesn't know, Rediscover, um, there's a street art festival that Andrew started 2014. Yep, yeah, um, fourteen. After you'd moved back from Canada, it was pretty much straight away, right?
1: Yeah. And I moved back from Canada April 2013. And then we just got cracking on the preparation. Mm. And then the first Rediscover was January 2014. Yeah. So about seven, Fast eight months. Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: Rediscover is a, a festival that took part on, on the streets of Bunbury in the CBD.
1: And um, how many murals were we in the first year? Uh, So we did six in the first year, then we did 10, 2015, and then we did around, uh, we did 16 in 2016, plus a big sort of jam laneway, which included a whole heap of amazing local artists as well. So... Yeah, look. I mean, it's been yeah an amazing journey, and great to see yeah thirty plus large scale murals dotted around Bunbury CBD. And, and
0: we must we must um, just paint the picture. These are damn large scale murals. The mm. some of these ones were. Jeez, whose who's would be the biggest? Brad's was pretty big, beast man.
1: Yeah, around yeah, that. I big- say Brad's work out uh, out the back of the gallery, uh, Finton's piece oh, yeah. over on the cinema, uh, Rhone. Uh you oh. know, just next to the council building. You know, some really Bunbury. Yeah. Numbskulls you know, as we know, speak to- yeah, probably little, probably numbskulls on the back of the entertainment center in regards to, you know, meterage for sure. Huge you know, just the scale of it. And Bunbury is not known for its uh, vertical height when it comes to architecture. No. So yeah, we're working predominantly the buildings that are around three, four stories and smaller. Yeah. Uh I guess at the end of the day, it was all about, it was about the coming together, wasn't yeah, it? You it, know, wasn't. it was the coming together to celebrate creativity and probably allow art to be perhaps less intimidating than what a lot of people have grown up and perceived it to be. Mm. Uh, well, I think
0: um, I, oh, I speak to people all the time around town and um, younger artists uh, as you do as well. And I th- mm. I think those three years really formative years for that next gener- generation to come through. And now mm, it mm. feels like there's way more people out there pursuing the, the arts and, and pursuing a creative career in, mm, in whatever mm, sense it is. That's cool. Which I, I think you, you can't ignore what you created. Like it, a lot of that, even if it was um by osmosis maybe, people just mm, going, mm. oh, hang on. Well, someone else has already done it. Yeah, So yeah. why, why can't I, and that acting as that spearhead and kind of kicking the door open,
1: mm, I mm. think,
0: um, is pretty, pretty damn amazing. So that's what 33 plus murals around town, mm. which is massive. Um, yeah, if yeah. you were to look back on the time, what do you, what's the thing that you're most fond of?
1: Oh man, there's so many, there's some really special memories, mm. uh, They'll probably having the opportunity to work with uh, you know, a good mate of mine, Stormy mm. Mills, especially in that first year, an artist that I'd looked up to for so long and had never actually met, and to have that reply come back when i put the invitation to come and paint for Rediscover as part of Rediscover and to have that positive reply and that genuine sense of anticipation from someone who I did and, you know, I still do admire. That was really, you know, as an emerging artist myself, man, that was really, really special uh, to have him come in paint. As, you know, as with every artist, no artist was there you know, it wasn't like, oh, man, uh, yeah, run out of people. Yeah, just get that bloke. Yeah. Every single person was invited by myself with intention yeah. and desire and, you know, real, and I say this from a heart, um, a real personal desire to have them there. So, I Man, I must say that yeah. the curation of
0: of the artists that were invited every year was so damn on point to mm, have the balance mm. of not only styles but – um, sex and inspiration and medium and like everything
1: mm, mm. was
0: always, I, you know, from the outside looking in was like, Oh rad, how cool is all this?
1: Yeah. But I know cool, that, that cool. there was cool. a lot
0: of thought put into that. and And I think without mm, that, it mm. wouldn't have been what it is and what it was.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of thought.
0: <laughs> planning <laughs> a goes thought a long going way. Into, Everyone yeah. listening, planning. Andrew said it. Planning <laughs> goes a long of the way. Moral uh, story.
1: And yeah, in allowing people to be introduced to those different mediums and different styles, and but people's stories. Yeah. You know, each artist is an individual obviously in their own right, with their own story, their own uh, sources of inspiration, the way that they relate to other people. Like there's all those dynamics that make those type of festival experiences uh, both enjoyable for the artists, but for the larger community. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time really thinking about what's that dynamic going to be like when you get all those different people in one space Yeah, and making sure that everyone, artists, General, you know, community, you know, young and old, everyone walks away with a really positive experience. And so, yeah, I am looking back. I'm really glad. I'm really stoked that we had the people that we did. Uh, And obviously, so many other people that, you know, don't get mentioned or the praise or the accolades and all the rest, but the behind the scenes Mm. uh, that make things like rediscover reality. Because without them, they just, yeah, it's easy to see the art, but it's all the people behind the scenes. Yeah, man, just the um,
0: dude, all the like the street crew, just oh, man. handing water bottles out and legends. Yeah, wheelbarrowing things around, yeah, paint yeah. supplies, <laughs> maps. Man, there was so many, and that that definitely yeah. created that solidarity in the community, which is
1: mm. is just mm.
0: living on and, and growing, which is man, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, and that's what makes it special. Mm. You know, there's plenty of mural festivals out there yeah. before rediscover, after rediscover, heaps, 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 heaps. Yeah. But I think any festival and any director or anyone curating it, organizers and all the rest, it really needs you have to have the desire and and that I guess a conviction that you're doing it to celebrate that location. And when I say location, I mean the people who call it home. Yeah. So the people who call Bunbury home uh, to make sure that they have that ownership of it, that they're, they're celebrated, that the local creative. Well, <laughs> that was a, a scary five
0: minutes, man. Um, so my laptop just went flat and we thought that we lost everything, but we don't. But I think that's a, a good time to kind of to, to end the chat, man. It's a the sign. signs are on the, uh, on the table. And they're definitely, uh, man, To, Dude, 56 minutes already. Yeah. That was an epic chat, man. Thanks Always so much. Always good chatting, man. Thanks so much for that. I hope everybody listening gets a whole bunch um, out of it. Mm, I hope so. If anyone wants to reach out, how can they contact you? Is that Instagram the best thing to drop a message, give a, give a thumbs up?
1: Yeah. I mean, little little thumbs up, little g'day, uh, emails, pff. Check the websites. People are still checking websites if they are. Yeah, yeah Andrew Fraser Designs uh, and then all things related to sort of large-scale mural festival shenanigans is uh, 6230.com, which is the postcode of Bunbury.
0: Yeah, man. Well, again, thanks a million, man. Anyone, any questions, any suggestions, you know, to hit me up um, at Jordan Jan on socials um, or JordanJan.com. Dude, thanks. Thanks for everybody listening.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And um, hopefully it's not 18 months before our next catch up, man. (laughs) Dude, thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers.